0: another episode of ways to live podcast i'm so stoked today i finally we got this interview put together i'm with sissy of thrifthood and we have such a cool interview for you i'm so excited to talk to her sissy do you want to say hi what's up guys how are you (laughs) your first (laughs) podcast right
1: yes the first one so if i'm a little I might be a little nervous, but we'll keep down the nerves.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited to be the first one to interview you. I'm sure you're going to have other people that will want to, but this is really cool for me. Thanks so much. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so I'm guessing most of the people that are listening are going to know what Thrifthood is. But for those that don't know, do you want to just describe or tell us a little bit about Thrifthood? Yeah, okay, so Thrifthood, it's kind of hard
1: to describe sometimes, I would say, but essentially what we do at Thrifthood is we resell vintage clothing from like the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, but really anything that's after like 2005, you won't find in our store, unless it's like hype gear, which is like Supreme, Bape, or anything like that, and then also we do sell sneakers, so kind of more like the hype sneakers, but just like in a... I guess in an easy way to say it we just resell vintage clothing and like kind of hype stuff um and really yeah. anything that i like love i guess <laughs>
0: <laughs> for real what so i didn't know it was 2005 like what kind of made that the cut off so i guess
1: textbook anything that is 15 years and older is considered vintage so oh, being in 2020 2005 is kind of like the cutoff anything after that is just kind of more new age it's old but it's not as not as old I guess really but yeah it's really? just like kind of cut off for vintage is 15 years or older
0: oh that's so good to know mm-hmm. yeah. um okay so before we jump more into thrifthood do you want to just tell us like where you're from and kind of how you grew up
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I
0: grew up in Pleasant Grove, so just right here in
1: Utah County. Um, Went to Pleasant Grove High School. I'm actually 27, so I graduated in 2011. Um, Been a fun time. Glad I'm not in high school (laughs) anymore. (laughs) For real. So, growing up, so I am the youngest of three siblings, and I'm the only girl. So, I I guess that's pretty important, but being the only girl out of all boys, um, just me and my mom, I was, I grew up playing every single sport you could think of, so I was really competitive, and then in high school, I played, like, basketball, softball, volleyball, all of them, so. Wow. So, yeah, super competitive, and then my family's kind of the one that's, like, if you're hurt, you kind of rub some dirt in it, and you keep going, right? So, um, yeah. definitely, I definitely would say I have a little bit more of a like toughness to me. It was definitely a tomboy growing up. And, but it's so funny because I only, my personality only really showed through sports. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, super shy. Really? Yes. Like, didn't, I was just super shy. My friends were mostly like in my teams that I played with. um, And that was kind of it. And then just, just quiet, little cutie. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Oh, so, oh my gosh. And then, wait, so you, Sorry, you also went on a mission to Canada, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I served a mission in 2013 to 2014 in Calgary, Canada. Loved it. Best thing ever. Changed my life, honestly, for sure. Yeah.
0: So my friend is the one that kind of connected me to you and she served with you. Yes. Yes. She was like you need to reach out to her like this is her personal account and whatever <laughs> and so that made it like easier for me to like connect myself like straight to you but that's awesome sweet it, no, I, I, loved I, it. I can relate to I have four brothers I've said that in other podcasts but I don't have sisters either and I, I definitely know what you talk about <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, my per- my family's the same way, like, super rub some dirt in it, like, hardly sure. any sympathy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of that. We got to like, hold no our own. understanding of emotions, like. Nothing. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. But it, I honestly so grateful for it, because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like in the real world, too, especially, like, with business and being a woman, I've had to hold my own sometimes. And so just, like, growing up in that way it's definitely been beneficial,
0: I would say super cool yeah I totally agree so let's talk a little bit more about thrifthood then uh how did how did well I guess were you going to college or were you working here how did that all start
1: yeah so thrifthood is so fun <laughs> but like <laughs> it honestly this is gonna sound so crazy and people honestly don't believe me sometimes when I say it but it genuinely happened by complete accident oh my um, God. so I guess the start of thrifthood, Was December 19th of 2018. Um, But to back it up a little bit, leading up to that, um, I was just in at UU currently and I was studying psychology, which everyone studies psychology because it's incredible, but also you gotta be in school for forever, get a master's in order to do anything with it. Um, So I kind of was just in school to be in school. I don't know, not to make my parents happy, but I've never been like, I've never loved love school, mm-hmm. um, but I'm Native American, so I have the biggest blessing of um, being able to have scholarships for school. So I had free schooling. So I was like, why not do school, right? Awesome. So I was doing that, just living my, just living life. Um, lived in the roommates <laughs> with my best friends, and at that specific time, I had just moved recently moved home from the Cayman Islands, and. My friends have always like kind of known me as like the one that like loved wearing not weird stuff, but just was so out there with my like clothing and different Mm -hmm. things like that. I've always been like that my whole life. And I think one of the reasons like I mentioned that I was super shy when I was younger, I loved the way I could dress in any type of way because I feel like it was an expression of my personality with zero words. So I don't have to say anything to anybody, but they'd be like okay I see you and I love Mm -hmm. that about like style like fashion and different things like that so when I have moved moved home from the Cayman Islands all of my guy friends were like sis we need you to help us like um can you come like do a closet clean out and like me and my friends were just being dumb I'm like yeah give me your budget I'll go clean your closet out and I can work with any budget and we'll just like revamp your closet right oh so so fun Right. It was so fun. And I love doing it. So I was doing this for my guy friends. um, And then my last guy friend that asked me to do it ended up being my business partner, Albie. Right. But the thing with him though, too, didn't need to revamp his style. It was incredible, but it was like kind of putting him more out of his comfort zone. Right. Mm -hmm. And we literally like became almost, almost obsessed with it. And like he had just recently done summer sales, So he had, His budget was just like, whatever, let's just roll with it. And I loved it because I like love spending money on my clothes and shoes and whatever. So we just went out and had so much fun and he would let me dress him how he wanted. And it was incredible. So we just kind of kept doing that. And then we started thrifting a little bit more. And as we were out thrifting, I'm like, we honestly have incredible eyes. Like, this is great. And we realized that like you can flip stuff and like make some money off of it. Mm-hmm. So in the very beginning, it was all about, um. I don't know if you've ever seen Parks and Rec. I've never seen it personally, but there is. No. <laughs> okay, so there's <laughs> an episode in it, I guess, that is like a treat yourself jar. Mm-hmm. And so we like had this jar and it was like anything that we make after, if if anything actually would even sell, we would put in this jar and then we'd go spend it on like some nice shoes or like something like clothing that like we wouldn't normally get. So, Mm -hmm. we started looking, we got stuff, found stuff, and we started selling it on uh, my business partner's just personal page, and everything sold the first time, and we're like, what the heck, this is crazy. Did it again, (laughs) happened again, and we're like, third time's a charm, literally worked again, everything sold out. So, we're like, this is wild. Yeah, it was crazy. We're like, what the heck? And this is us just being nobodies, like, not thrifted didn't exist then, we were just like, this is crazy. But, like, we realized that people, like, loved it. And it was, like, a fun hobby for us. So, we're, like, okay. So, we kept thrifting tons. Um, We were buying new (laughs) stuff as well and then flipping it. And Mm -hmm. then we had, like, piles and piles and piles of clothing and stuff. And we were, like, oh, my gosh. This is (laughs) – we either are crazy and we just have all this stuff and we're just going to – who knows what we're going to do with it but then we're like let's just like make a page like we need to stop selling this on our personal pages and then like then we can just kind of open it to people for fun like literally not as a business or anything like that and so um we were like thinking for forever what kind of name we should do had no idea we went through just some trash names but
0: (laughs) (laughs) finally like one of your names (laughs) i don't
1: even know like just like garbage like
0: (laughs) i that can't even pull so... from that
1: anymore because it was just like what is this what are we doing no one knew and we didn't mm-hmm. either but um finally we were we were actually at a thrift shop and we saw um we saw this hoodie and it said hoods house or mm-hmm. hood's something and albie like looked it up he's like sissy look how funny it says hoods because me and my friends all through high school we would call each other hoods like, okay so we were just like i was like what the heck that's crazy and then we both like had like an like a freaking light went on in our heads. And we're like, what? Like, thrift hood? Hood's thrift? Like, we were like, what do we do? So we kept thinking about it, trying to, like, decide which one to do. Because we really wanted an Instagram so we could kind of take it away from our personal before we started selling again. Yeah. So it can go- lead people to a specific place. And then finally we came up with thrift hood. Because it's like neighborhood. But mm-hmm. thrift hood. Yeah. And it, like, kind of ties in together. Because it's, like, we wanted it to be, like, a community fill and all this other things. But, yeah. So we're like thrift hunting. It just felt good. It like rolls off the tongue, and then December nineteenth of two thousand eighteen is the first time we ever like opened up our Instagram to the public, and we were just gonna sell, um, on Instagram, and that was it. That was it. So,
0: oh my gosh, that's like the beginnings, and that's it. Yeah, (laughs) that is like one of the coolest pastimes ever. (laughs) Um, I have to ask. So interesting that I mean, number one, you have to have freaking amazing style to have guys come and get you to like take out their closet and like (laughs) revamp it and i'm just wondering like what what did you notice happen to those guys or like their closets when you did stuff like did they get more attention like what did it like were they telling their friends like what happened to that
1: okay so this is actually so incredible so credit to your girl sis Every single one of my guy friends got in a relationship after we went through their closets. So get real. Yeah, I'm dead. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So incredible. So that, and it was just so fun for me, right? Mm Because genuinely, like I wouldn't say consider myself a stylist, but I love styling people. Mm -hmm. And I genuinely feel like because I love it so much, and if I know somebody, I'm able to like match clothing to them that is genuinely them. So wow. Like I know like people like I love it too because they'll like look in the mirror and I just see them like like film themselves a little bit and it's fun because I generally feel like they feel more like themselves. So I don't know, yeah, but all of them they got girlfriends, so incredible (laughs) Garel. That
0: is crazy. You like that's like a separate career on the side that like you need to have. (laughs) I know I need to dive into it
1: after I get some more time, but for sure I would love to
0: so cool I know I need you to like come to my house I'm not girl anytime, to- <laughs> anytime I, I, would die. You. I would die okay <laughs> okay cool so hold on your your friend's name is Alfie Albie so A-L-B-E-E yeah okay, cool. so
1: and then I'll say this though too because everyone is always so confused they're like so are you guys siblings are you dating yeah. are you married are you friends so Albie and I we literally have we're just the best of friends. and it's just so crazy that we started this business together but people are always wondering like I don't know Albie has a girlfriend we are obsessed with her love her but yeah as for Albie and I business partners and the best of friends so okay good people are probably they probably still wonder it's hilarious
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you would say when people ask like can you have a really or a friendship with the opposite sex and it be strictly that like you would say yes
1: yeah, um, maybe that might just be for like' be I specifically with what we do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, it's cause it's hard to, because I would say like becoming business partners. sometimes we're just like business partners, right? Like mm-hmm. get real, don't want to hang out with you outside of this because before we would hang out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then it's like sometimes that friendship can suffer as well. It just yeah. depends. You have to find a balance with everything because really, like our lives are so, our lives are thrift hood and you have to learn how to sometimes separate the two or like figure out how to like I don't know you know what I mean like just create a space where you know what's working then I don't know but yeah yeah, I I would generally I would say I don't know it's hard with business for me specifically with this yes Mm -hmm. absolutely I feel like that is completely true
0: yeah well and then I mean just like you said even friendships in a business like it's so it's it gets rocky (laughs) I'm sure but for sure mm -hmm. yes that's crazy but like props to you guys for like literally just making it work and I'm sure that you like make opportunities to like stay friends and everything
1: yeah no of course thank you I appreciate that for real because it can get difficult but yeah
0: it's possible just (laughs) for sure yeah that's awesome can you describe it let's describe thrift hood, like for people that have never been there like what is the store like when they walk in for sure okay this I want to ask
1: you a question Vanessa because you've been to thrift hood, uh-huh. and I feel like I would like you to answer this question then I will answer it but oh my god I, <laughs> I would love <laughs> everyone to kind of like hear what your experience was um coming into thrift hood.
0: okay cool um all right so I would say well, I have, like, a very, like, good memory, and I can remember growing up, like, in the early 2000s really, really well. I also, my grandparents' house was very well kept in the, like, early 90s, 2000s. Like, I remember specifically my uncle, he's obsessed with Michael Jordan when he was growing <laughs> up, and, like, going in his room was, like, and, and his sister's rooms, so it was kind of like going back in time. And you got to see like all these like vintage photos of like Michael Jordan and like just the NBA and then all their clothes like in their early like 90s, 2000s. And like that's a that's kind of how I felt like walking in their rooms was so cool when I was little and just they even preserved a lot of their old clothes and things like that. And so that's kind of how I felt walking into thrifted. It was just like it was like walking like back in time and I have such <laughs> just fond memories of that time because it was like before cell phones it was when pop culture like truly had a huge effect on the entire world like it wasn't these like little micro like influencers can have an effect on a community it was like there was this one big pop culture that have an effect on the entire world and like everyone is in it and like that's just kind of how it feels walking like into thrifted for me I know it's probably different for other people but like that's what's so cool about seeing the cereal boxes and, like, the shoes and everything that's, like, on the walls. And and all of your thrift stuff is so clean. And <laughs> so, like, the fact that you guys have written out all of the prices on, like, a clean tag. And just, like, everything's hung out, like, nicely. It's not all jam-packed together. Like, it feels so nice in there. It feels like everything's just, like preserved and anyways i i love it in there that's kind of like the vibes i got
1: honestly we can move on that was incredible (laughs) (laughs) no thank you so much i love hearing people's experiences with thrifted um because i always wish me and albie will talk about it all the time like that we could one day not be the owners of thrifted but be Mm -hmm. able to experience the same thrifted not as us Mm -hmm. because i will never really know do you know what i mean
0: yeah, definitely. Um, you see, like, from the ground up so that you probably get lost sometimes.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. So I literally, I
0: love hearing what you felt about it or, like, just your
1: experience. That's so cool. I love it. But, no, literally, every aspect of thrifthood is gone into, like, we've thought about it so much. Like, I love that you talked about, like, the racks and even, like, our tags and stuff like that. Because Alby is very perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Cause he works at Nike, too. So it's, oh, like, cool. all the clothes are color coordinated um they're hung by size have all yeah. the same hangers because the mm-hmm. aesthetic right we can't ruin it and yeah. then also I'm like so about like smells and weird stuff so like everything is washed like sometimes if I can't like get it clean it's either in the garbage or I've been washing it six times like oh I'm wow. very weird
0: no you so- can tell it was so clean I was <laughs> like yes <laughs> <laughs> I know and too
1: like because it's like obviously it is secondhand like Mm -hmm. it's old Mm -hmm. i didn't want it to be like oh you're walking into a di so it smells like di right so i got all my senses up from like bath and body obviously it could be we could do better but i with what we have it's so fun but no i love everything that you said but it's so cool because it like intertwines perfectly with like what we've tried to create there as well
0: yeah so awesome well and the weird thing is like i don't know this is something else i wanted to ask you about Mm -hmm. it's like we also need to get into, like, the kind of stuff that you carry. But, like, um, Gen Z, I was – I was talk- before this we were talking and I was describing them to you as, like, they're the people that look like they're our age, but they're, like, 10 years younger than us. <laughs> so true. No um, awkward stages for them. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. For real. Not fair. Not I fair, know. So say. true. Anyways, I was wondering if, like, you feel like they – how do you feel like they connect to your – brand because it's like I'm wondering if do they 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 didn't really experience too much like the early 2000s or the 90s like what I don't know what do you think about that yeah so I it's
1: crazy too because like that age group is our like perfect customer like Mm -hmm. that is the majority of who our customers are and I think the internet honestly and social media has helped a lot of that like gap even though they haven't lived there Mm -hmm. they're obsessed with it
0: yeah. And I don't
1: know too, because it's like a lot of, I mean, a lot of the people that are like major celebrities, they were vintage too. And like what they are obsessed with, which is like the hype stuff. So like maybe say like Supreme and like sneakers, so many sneaker heads out there today.
0: Yeah. That
1: community is so like intertwined with the vintage community. Yeah. So like if you kind of see like any celebrity nowadays, they have like the expensive sneakers or whatever it may be. But a lot of the times too, they like um, combine that with like a really cool vintage piece whether that's a t-shirt hat pants whatever it may be just because like I don't know it's so unique to you and no one else is gonna have that so then you become even more that one-of-one like unique type of person and something that you're wearing is so specifically you that no one else can get yeah. so like I think I don't know I I think there could be a huge disconnect but because of social media um I feel like they just are obsessed with it yeah. and What's so cool, too, is because, like, the whole store, everything that's really in there is what I had as a kid. hmm And even Albie himself, too. So they get – they're able to, like, literally experience the early 2000s and 90s because that's literally everything from the early 2000s and 90s. Yeah. So, like, it's cool because we give them that experience. And that's why I think they
0: love it so much more. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's so fun. It's like, a they get, like, such a cool trip back in time. I bet you, I think there's, I was just thinking, like, there's probably two things I can think of that help. I think Friends, for some reason, like, Gen Z loves Friends. Mm -hmm. And also, like, the fact that the Jazz and the Chicago Bulls were so big, like, at the same time. True. Uh, You know, back in the day, I feel like, you know, the Jazz has so much cool, like, vintage stuff. And I mean, and I wonder if that's why like Utah, Provo, like people are obsessed with vintage jazz stuff. And that's something you carry. You should talk more about like what you carry and and stuff.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. So we are actually like one of the largest vintage jazz collectors in Utah. I'm pretty sure the person that has more than us is Larry H. Miller's son who was the owner yeah so like we have but obviously what we do with our jazz stuff because people are always coming for jazz and we actually don't have it on the shelves at all and we don't sell it we because we wait and we collect as much as we can and then sell it once a year just to give people like a more of like a another intimate experience of like wow this is what it was like when I was at the jazz back Mm -hmm. in 1990 whatever right so and we only for the jazz we only do the purple colorway because obviously I'm yeah. not gonna I'm biased I do think it was the best so <laughs>
0: <laughs> for, also, but, yeah. for people that don't know can you like tell them about that
1: the the Please jazz go. colorway or uh-huh yeah yeah so the jazz colorway the it's like the purple with the mountains it's just like the most it's just vintage right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think it's very nostalgic for people because it brings them back to the time when we went to the finals and we played against Michael Jordan like Mm -hmm. I don't care what age you are you you know who Michael Jordan is like he was incredible he was just he was space jam like Mm -hmm. I don't know I just feel like that time was so much better even though I grew up in it I just feel like it was so incredible but the kids they still love that today Mm -hmm. um but yeah as for the jazz we only if any for anybody listening if you ever want to sell us jazz stuff we literally only take it from the 90s and if it's in that purple colorway
0: so anything beyond that
1: when they moved to like the blue colorway or like the green and all those other stuff like it was great but also a different time and we specifically stayed to like that night the 90s colorway with that so
0: so cool so Mm -hmm. I want to get into Maybe we should right now. How you? How do you source all of that stuff?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, to, oh, well, first, we'll back up just a little bit because we
0: don't only just sell jazz stuff. We yeah, literally yeah. sell
1: everything. So mm-hmm. it comes whether that's like vintage Disney, Nike, Tommy Hilfiger, Polo, um, any of like your abstract tees, your art tees, and then also we do have a section that isn't in this in the main area of the store. But you book by appointment for more premium pieces, um, which are literally like $100 and up for like vintage t-shirts. So you'll find some of like your wrap t-shirts or your like really crazy band stuff. Yeah. Um, Because of our store of what it is, people do, I know... When you think of the word thrift, you think cheap. And also when you think of the word vintage, you think expensive. Yeah. So it's been kind of a difficult thing, too, because obviously our name is thrifted, So people are going to come in expecting cheap prices. And that's not necessarily what you get because we go out and source things in a different way than just going to, like, your average DI.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: mm-hmm. Um, so that is why we separate, like, our premium with what's just in the store because it's like if you had a lamborghini parked in a car- used car lot they would be like why is this here yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah, immediately exactly. be turned off by a price point and bounce and see yeah. never gonna gonna noticed, it never again i
0: noticed i noticed that in your store like you could definitely tell like this is like the premium stuff
1: yeah for sure so um but yeah as for sourcing though we handpick absolutely everything that is in our store so I love- whether that's, like, sourcing here through Utah and going to literally every, like, type of secondhand store that there is here in Utah will source anywhere. So if you think of, it like, any type of, like, secondhand store where we could, like, go through and look through stuff, we're there and we're looking. Wow. Um, and then also we do uh, travel out of state about once a month and go handpick. A lot of times we'll bring back, like, 1,500 items
0: wow. um,
1: and bring those home. But what's really cool is like everything truly is handpicked by uh, myself, my business partner and the thrifted team. So we're just doing that all the time. But then we are a buy sell trade. So people do walk in and bring in stuff to us as well that we'll buy from them. If it's like quality vintage that we feel like is um, that can be out on the floor and like kind of because we are kind of picky with it. Yeah. Yeah. People can definitely bring in stuff too and we'll buy it from them that way. So
0: what, what what's kind of like your standard? Like what what requirements do your things have to meet?
1: For sure. So, um, vintage clothing. There's like three main check marks, and this is what we teach our um, employees as well. It will be that they have like a physical tag, not like those printed tags that are um, just on the t- on the fabric itself, but like a fi- like a, a tag, right? Okay. And yeah. all those, on those on those tags, it will say "Made in the USA." Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you think about it now, anything for the most part, everything is made overseas, like in China, right? Because now people make more so for the quantity, not the quality. So, that's one of the cool things about like the vintage clothing or like the 90s and before is they made it for quality, and that's why I think it's lasted so well throughout the years. Because this clothes is like 20 plus years old, right? So, you look for that tag, it says made in the USA. And then, for the most part, on a lot, most vintage clothing, it'll have a date printed on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we always look for a date. And then, stitching wise, um, like anyone can look at their t shirt right now that they're wearing. For the most part, it'll have double stitch, which means just like two stitches on the bottom um, and then also on the arms. Vintage oh, clothing, really? for the most part, it was single stitch. So <laughs> those are like three main things that we check for. Um, with people and kind of like a good example we just say like if you can kind of find it in today's store we won't want it Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't know wow
0: I don't know if that was was like beneficial but that that was was kind of beneficial like it's so scientific too yeah it's crazy (laughs) I didn't know I had to learn this
1: too though so I've become more educated upon it myself just being in the business longer
0: Yeah, I don't, I honestly am just, like, it's really shocking, like, how you guys are able to find such good stuff. I need to get my, like, parents in. Honestly, I think they would love it. No,
1: seriously, you guys got to come by.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for real. Okay, so let's talk about your location. Um, Real estate in Utah, especially right in Prover, where you guys are at, is, like, hard to come by. How did you guys get that location?
1: Yeah, so, um... Our location it's kind of so first off before we actually got that the location we're currently at in Provo um right off of Center Street we were in Alby's basement and just a townhouse area okay. so because the store it went from like us just like let's sell on our Instagram story to where people wanted to see everything that we had so we created like this fake store <laughs> like a fig store in the basement. In the basement, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people would, like, come. And it was, like, Thrifted Tuesday, Thrifted Thursdays. And they could come and shop down in the basement. And um, at that point, we weren't a business at all. It was still just, I don't know what we we're doing. Um, but eventually, like, because me and Albie, it's so funny. All of our best friends lived right all right there in the same townhouses. So I literally just had to walk around the corner to go to work. But wasn't work, but kind of was. But mm-hmm. our HOA kind of, I think, was, like, grazing their eyebrows. Like, what is going on over there? People <laughs> start parking in, like, our neighbor's driveways. And I was just like, okay, we're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, we're like, maybe we should just, like, start, like, looking for other places. We had some unforeseen, like, setbacks a little bit, too, with it. Because we didn't know if we wanted to be a business. But, um, like I said, we weren't actually registered as one at that time. Mm-hmm. So we were just taking Venmo's from people, eventually got shut down by Venmo because uh, it's not allowed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, how does Venmo track that?
1: Venmo is sketch. I love them, but I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) So they can just like, they, they can like track how many transactions you have in a day and like different stuff like that. And because wow. we were kind of, like, growing at a rate that we didn't even think would be possible, we'd have more transactions and different things like that. So, they kind of, like, shut us down. Because it's just for personal use only. They shut us down. And um, with, like, they held the money that we had in there for, like, seven months. It was honestly garbage. Oh, so, we were just, like, broken. God. Yes. So, we were in the basement. We're like, do we want to do this? What are we doing? We, we still didn't know. We were both... Uh, I was in school full-time, Albie was working a full-time job, but, like, we thought it would just be an incredible idea to go start looking for locations. It wasn't, but, like, it was, because here we are today, right? So, Mm -hmm. we were, like, let's just go look for locations. We went, we, I think we scheduled, like, quite a few that day, but our first location, first off, I was trying to find it, I was, like, where is this place? So confused. (laughs) We finally pull up to, like, this, like, weird-looking warehouse next to all these, like, painted buildings, we meet, like, the owner of the building, like, the, our, who is our current landlord,
0: mm-hmm. and he's, like,
1: showing us the building. We walk in, and me and Albie were, like, I don't know. This is my interpretation of the story, but I was, like, pissed. I really? was Really? Like, I'm so pissed because I knew this is exactly where we were supposed to be. Like, it just felt so good and so right, and I looked at it, and I was obsessed with it. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, this is not possible. Like, there's no way that we can do this right now.
0: Like, afford
1: it? Yeah, right? Like, yeah, literally Mm -hmm. afford it. I was like, there's no way that we could do this. Like, he was telling us the rent and all this stuff. And I was like, there's no way. I Mm -hmm. But I knew that's where we were supposed to be, too. We both did. The second we looked at each other, we're like, great. (laughs) (laughs) So we're like, oh, no, we didn't know what to do. So we finally were like, are we just going to take this seriously? Like, we're like, let's just take it seriously and become a business. We registered ourselves. We got the business bank account and everything like that because we decided – if we wanted to grow, we wanted to do it the right way. And when you do it the right way, you have no cap of how much you can grow. Because you're doing it the right way, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, we just jumped and we went back and forth, back and forth. Because we knew financially we weren't quite ready for it. Because then took all of our money.
0: <laughs> oh, what, my gosh. Wait, how much? Okay, wait, no. But, like, <laughs> I can't tell you exactly. You can't tell me exactly how much. But this is, like, a lot of money. It was. Have. So
1: for us at the time, I would say it would been like what it would be like three months of hard work. Wow, like, and that's why we were just like so broken, right? I was mm-hmm. just like, "There's no way we can do this." But we were like, we finally decided to do it, and we like signed our lives away. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this better pay off." So we ended up closing the basement store. I can't really even call it a store, but the basement. <laughs> And we just went hardcore thrifting and then we did some really big sales and we able to get enough money to kind of like get the store ready. And then mm-hmm. we closed for, I think two weeks a week. I don't remember. And then had a re-grand opening um, at our new location. And literally my girl, <laughs> we had $22 in our business bank account, $22. And I was like, this better freaking oh work oh <laughs> we're screwed and then we have oh a year like we signed a contract for a year lease there i was like this better work and then our grand opening happened and it was obviously i look back now at that time and it was death but it was the best thing that i've ever done and so scary but also like so incredible so yeah 22 oh bucks in our business
0: no. <laughs> oh i wish i could have been there like at the grand opening so or even My, in the basement store. So, like, describe that, like, grand opening. Like, how did that go? And, like, what were you thinking?
1: Yeah, honestly, it was a lot of stress. Because, like I said, we were more tight on funds just because of that whole fiasco situation with the Venmo. Um, it, was, it was so stressful because it was like, should I be doing this? Because I will honestly say I'm not the biggest risk taker. Mm-hmm. I'm more conservative when it comes to. I really think I think things through. I'm not necessarily the greatest planner, but I do think things through a lot. I'm like, is this possible? Is it realistic? Where I'll be on the other time. This, on the other hand, this is why we're kind of perfect business partners. Is the biggest risk taker. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we'll butt heads in that, but like, it it ended up being so perfect because I don't think if he would have taken the step to like like help me get to that same place to like let's do a store. I don't think we would ever, I know I would have never done it. Cause I would say it's, I'm not ready. Right. I was waiting for that perfect moment moment to start something where there's obviously everyone knows there's never a perfect moment. So, um, yeah, it ended up just working out that way. We, we got, like I said, I think we closed for a week. I can't really remember the timeline very much, but we closed our other store in the basement, moved everything to the new one. And then, Kind of got new rack, and then I was like, "It is so expensive to open a store because all the stuff that you have to buy for it, which was insane." But yeah it what was kind literally of stuff,
0: you had to have like racks, you have to have hangers, <clears throat> yes. you had to decorate.
1: Yeah, like it's insane. Like I mean, we had quite a bit of decorations in the basement, so it was pretty okay. easy to fill the space. But, like, I wanted a specific rocks, which are those ones that you, like, make out of, like, the piping. Those are so expensive and so hard to make. I'm like, what is oh my that right? Yeah, just, like, you know, painting it, getting it, like, exactly what we wanted it to be um, at that moment. It's it's pretty expensive, right? So, and a whole bunch of, obviously, other things that you don't think about going into. It's like buying a house. You're like, great. I didn't think about A, B, and Z that I have to yeah, buy, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, so, exactly. So, but no, it was I, incredible. So cool. So, yeah, I have two questions on my mind exact, like right now. Um, I'm wondering, like, what do you think about Provo as far as for entrepreneurs? And do you feel like being here in Provo was part of your success? Or, like, what do you think? So, um,
1: such a good question. It's funny because growing up in Utah County – I'm not going to say that I hated Provo, but I definitely had my thoughts about Provo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'll just say, I'll leave it at that. But um, Provo has been absolutely incredible for us because we were uh, currently in the basement in Vineyard and Mm -hmm. we were in a basement, right? And then we we moved to Provo because the spot just felt right. And we were like, I don't know if this is a spot for us, but we're like, let's just go with it. And... Provo has been absolutely incredible but I think it's not because of Provo it's because of the community we created we realized Mm -hmm. that if people were going to come to a basement in Vineyard yeah (laughs) they would literally go anywhere so um and it was cool to see that come like full circle when the when we had our grand opening um because the people were just there and I just remember bawling because I was like what is my life but it was really cool. So, um, but yeah, no, Provo has been absolutely incredible. Like, like I love where we live, honestly, like Provo, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, because so many people here in just Utah in general are so creative, so Mm -hmm. hardworking and like, just like go-getters, which I love because it keeps me on my toes always to continue to be, find more outlets, to be more creative. And I love it It, because I'm a competitive person too. So like, I just love the creativity here. And, like, yeah, there's so much more room for, like, more entrepreneurs and more people to start, like, doing what they love. And I just mm-hmm. think – I think no matter where you're at, you can create that space for
0: yourself if you want it bad enough. Totally. We should – okay, I want to know, like, what you think helped create this community. But I have to say, like, I think I think Provo's super unique in some ways that, like, people – the reason I think it's unique is, like, people aren't afraid to spend money. And I think mm-hmm. maybe it's like that in other places, too. But, like, I grew up in Idaho, and the closest town was Rexburg. And, <laughs> like, I I feel so bad for entrepreneurs there because I swear, like, businesses start there sometimes just to die. Like, I saw so many awesome businesses start growing up there that just didn't do well because people wouldn't, like, support like they should. Dang. And so I don't know, that's like, that's part of me. What loves, what I love about Provo is like people will spend, people will actually spend money and like they show up to support and they love entrepreneurship. And so that's been part of what I've loved about watching thrifted is I'm like, I am so glad that so many people, like, show up to support. It's so cool.
1: No, it it really is so cool. And if you go specifically to Provo, Utah, it, like, has so many small businesses there. So Mm -hmm. many. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember going to city council meetings in the very beginning. And literally, Provo's the only place that owns – there's, like, no chains there when it comes to restaurants. They're all, like, owned by small businesses. And it's so cool because I do feel like the Provo community and even, like – they just provoke the city of Provo. They rally around their small businesses because they want to keep you there. Yeah, and I thought that was something that was really cool when we first got to that location, and when like the city started reaching out to us, is they're like, "We want you guys to be here long term. So let us know what we can do to help people know that you're here."
0: No way! That it is was so, so cool. cool. And
1: I wow. and I love that though too because it's just like everyone. They it just feels like you have. Uh, like a whole city behind you like I remember they're trying to like do a ribbon cutting at thrifted with the mayor and I'm like what is my life (laughs) I was like that's wild I feel so awesome (laughs) we ended up never doing it because we just never got a time scheduled before like the grand opening but like I remember they're like let's get this scheduled (laughs) I was just like this is so crazy
0: like who am I (laughs) No, that's, it's like, wild. a key to success, though. Like, they make their small businesses feel important. That's so cool. No, was, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's definitely probably a key to the small business success around here.
1: For sure. So, anyone that's looking to, like, try to do something in Pro, no matter what it be, just know that Provo City is so behind your <laughs> – has your back and, like, wants you to succeed. So, it's really cool there in that area.
0: Wow. So <laughs> neat. Um. Okay. So, let's talk about, like, the – like what you would say have been your like keys to success as far as your small business. Whew. Keys to success for my small business. Okay. Um
1: consistency, mm. um hard work and balance.
0: yeah yeah, no that's awesome what like as far as consistency goes like do you do you mean like just like you know how you have like your Tuesday Thursday set up and like it's there every Tuesday and Thursday like would you say that's part of your consistency absolutely because like if you think about it
1: like I don't know if you feel this way though too like with your podcast like if you give like your people or like your following an expectation and they always know what to expect like every Every, so for us, every Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, they know we're going to be open. If we were so inconsistent with that, like, what's the point of them, like, having trust in you, Mm -hmm. like, your followers to, like, know that that's what's going to happen because they don't know, right? Yeah. And, like, I mean, for us in the beginning, though, too, like, we just stayed consistent. Like I said, so this all happened by accident, but we stayed consistent with our Tuesdays and Thursdays. That pe- I think people were able to, like, trust that we were going to be there every Tuesday and Thursday. And we were. And then it just grew to what it was. Mm-hmm. And, like, because of our consistency, but then the consistency of our customers, our, like, our thrifted family, I felt like I they became more consistent than us. So I couldn't fail them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the mm-hmm. hobby, like, this hobby and this accident, like, literally turned into a business because we were consistent in the beginning. They became really consistent and then it just kind of d- did that whole thing though too but yeah I think just giving people an expectation yeah and following through with that because anytime like you don't follow through with those and people like they they second guess like if that's actually going to happen or not so yeah yeah but yeah I was I don't know I don't even know if that was a good answer if that made sense but I would consistency <laughs>
0: No, that's like probably the biggest thing with starting a business. I think definitely is consistency. Um, when you're talking about like your fans being so like just there, what's like your favorite part about your uh, thrifted like community?
1: You, girl, they
0: <laughs> <laughs> they are so
1: unreal. Like loyal through and through. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And like, it's been so cool because as much as like they've helped us get to this position, like, I genuinely feel like I've grown with them. And it, it's like, it's weird. I'm, I, you hear people say exactly what I'm saying all the time, but it's so true because like the community, like, we've been able to create is like so tight knit I would say in a weird way but also just like so incredible because I remember in the very beginning people were like I don't want to tell anybody about this but I do though because I want you guys to be successful (laughs) but they were just like I love it so much and I think too is because like I genuinely 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 I want every single person like in our motto is and I if for anyone that hasn't felt this it breaks my heart but more than anyone even coming in to buy clothes to do anything like that spend money we want people to walk into our store and leave feeling better about themselves mm-hmm. like that's our whole purpose as thrift yes you can buy clothes there and do all this other stuff but we genuinely want people regardless if they do or not to just leave feeling better about themselves because I feel like now today there's too many things that are all about like exclusivity like you have to be this type of person to like fit in and all these things and like for us, it was never that because we just wanted people to come, feel like they had something to be a part of and genuinely feel that and ha- have an experience. And then maybe they buy something because they just felt like it. But even if they didn't, they still had that same experience. So that is generally like our whole core to Thrifthood is we want people to feel that. And I think that is why everyone is so, especially the people that really know everything that we've done from beginning t- from the beginning. That's why they're so loyal because, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, I wish I could ask more people that question, but so loyal. I would say some of my most best friends right now currently in my life, I've met because they walked into the basement or to the store, and it's insane.
0: No way. Yeah. It's been been so cool. I want to know, like, just about maybe one of those friendships. For sure. So, um... Well, you interviewed her, so I'll talk about her, Jen
1: Blossel. Oh, incredible. (laughs) Yes. So it's actually so crazy to me because I actually was the biggest fan of Jen forever. I've been obsessed with her music, I feel like it's changed my life. Mm -hmm. And we were in the basement at the time. And she messaged our thrifted account and was like, hey, like, I saw this item. I was wondering if it was still for sale. I literally lost my mind. I was like, get real, you guys. I was like, Jen Blossel. And I was so excited. I, like, set clothes aside for her to, like, I know she would love this, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and anyways, we never, like, got to, like, meet. Um, Like, our times just never, like, matched up for her to come into the store and stuff. But finally, it did. And we were just able to talk and, like, connect. And, like, she, we, I've told this story so many times. But she's always, like, it's so crazy to me that you were such a huge fan. Because, like, literally the biggest fangirl when she came in just kept it cool. (laughs) So she couldn't tell. But, yeah, I was so hyped. But now Jen and I are, like, the best of friends. She comes to thrifted all the time. We hang out all the time outside of thrifted. And it's just wild to me because I, I literally the biggest fan. And that's oh, just because yeah. of thrifthood, right? So, mm-hmm. But there's, like, so many others of people that just came to the basement. And it's wild to me because people will not just, like, come, like, once and then come back again. They, like, come either every day or, like, every week. Like, yeah, i would literally be like dude like stop spending money here like it'd be funny his people would come i'm like listen i'm cutting you off right now
0: because yeah, you need just stop spending just spend so
1: much money <laughs> i'm like just hey let's just chill
0: so oh it's just gonna be fun be so great that just like, yeah makes my heart like so happy um i don't think i told you i need to tell you like how i found out about it so i have cousins that are like super into um like fashion I guess and mm-hmm. and um once they came down here to UVU they're younger than me and they came down here to UVU from Idaho and they started posting like about thrift thrifthood and like Tuesdays and Thursdays on their Instagram and then I saw my cousin his name's Mason McCorder I don't know if you know who he is but he's like really tall and like has like he's just like he's like really good looking and everyone <laughs> always like just comments on what he wears like he has really good like fashion and mm-hmm. he just started he was always wearing your stuff and like I'd be like Mason like where did you get that and he'd be like thrift hood like thrift hood. he was wearing this like denim jacket that was like two-toned and it was Nike and he was like I was like Mason where in the heck did you get that and he's like thrift hood and like <laughs> anyways so I was like what is this thrift hood and like that's when I like you guys came on my radar but I thought it was so cool that like just him wearing the clothes, like it made me be like, "What is that? Like, it's so cool!" And yeah, people need to go in your store,
1: <laughs> do I love it. That's so cool, though, because I do. We generally do want to find pieces that people are like, "Love." Like, this is my favorite shirt. I'm not gonna wear it every day, but I do wear it every day in secret. Right?
0: So cool. So, um, I guess like just in closing, I'm gonna ask you a few questions, um. I'm wondering for people that are thinking about maybe starting either a thrift store or even just a store in a store, probably there might be from Provo. So like, let's say in this area, what, what advice do you have for them here?
1: I don't even know if this is good advice and I don't know if I'm qualified, but I would say just remember in like starting anything, whether it be a business in Provo or whatever it may be, that you will make a lot of sacrifices Um, Mm -hmm. in the beginning when I'd make sacrifices, sometimes it felt negative, but just to remember that a sacrifice is making a sacrifice for something now for something better. Mm -hmm. And to look at that as like a positive rather than like, I feel like I'm missing out on this and missing out on this, but like, no, these sacrifices that you'll make now for your business or for the future, like it's, it's so beneficial to see that as a positive maybe rather than a negative.
0: Yeah. Would you say, like, time is, like, a big sacrifice, or what, and, like, money, what kinds of sacrifices?
1: Yeah, time, time for sure, right, like, mm-hmm. I think I've gone on, like, two vacations since we started Thrifthood, wow. honestly, like, it, and it's, be and I'm not mad about it, I used, like I said, I used to kind of have it more negative, because I'm like, oh, my friends are doing this, or, like, I can't do this, like, I have Thrifthood, But then Mm -hmm. it's, like, looking at more as, like, I get to do thrifted. I get Mm -hmm. to do this. Like, I get to have these experiences with these people um, rather than kind of, like, feeling the other way. But, yeah, time is a huge, right? And, honestly, being an entrepreneur, you work more (laughs) than you would in a 9-to-5 job, right? Sometimes I get super envious of people that have a 9-to-5 because they can just turn off and, Mm -hmm. like, do whatever they want. Like for me, I feel like I'm working 25 seven. <laughs> so wow. but it's okay. You but then you find the balance and stuff though too. But like honestly, like if you love it, what you do, go for a hundred percent. And then to also remember, okay, here's another little snippet, I guess, of advice is that like never try to copy somebody else. Cause like eventually because it's like inauthentic, it just won't work because it's not you. But like mm if you're authentically being yourself and doing things that you love or creating something that you love, if you love it, someone else is going to love it. That's just, I think that's just how the world works. And so just be you. And like, it's just going to work and obviously hard work, but yeah, like I think just being authentic and like doing you and like, I don't know, sharing that with people. I think people genuinely love that and they can sense it too. So people know when you're throwing out some BS, but. If you're yeah. generally being yourself, they, they can definitely tell.
0: So, what are your goals moving forward
1: with Thrifted? Well, we just launched our website on Wednesday. Woo-hoo! Incredible. <laughs> That's so awesome. So awesome. It was, it was so fun and so incredible. Probably so, so hard. Girl, yes. <laughs> and Thrifted, like, we are like, who? why we do this type of stuff to ourselves, but we are the king and queen of last minute. And uh. we're just like, let's just do it because, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. we kind of put ourselves under more stress than needed. However, the website was incredible. That was a huge milestone for us to, like, kind of mm-hmm. complete. So that's another goal that we kind of checked off. So for the future here off, um, from, the, from here on, we'll probably do one drop a month until we can get a bigger team and be able to do more drops throughout um, a month time span. But for right now, it'll just be one month. Every month, we'll do one drop of about 100 to 150 items. So So that is cool. cool. Eventually, eventually in the future, we would love to have multiple locations. I think that would be so cool.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I don't know. Right now, we're just like trying to figure out how to expand within the building that we are in. Because I know you did mention we are only open three days a week. Our hours are kind of random. But being able to maybe open longer hours within those three days or opening an extra day. But, yeah, just really trying to figure out how to grow more so in the space that we do have currently. Um, might expand a little bit more. Don't know.
0: <laughs> but, That's yeah. Cool.
1: there. And then, obviously, our little secrets that we have on the side <laughs> that yeah. you guys will just be able to be excited to experience with us. But, um, honestly, awesome. we're just working to just keep keep everything, keep the clothes coming, and, like, just keep people being happy. Pretty you much it. You guys are in
0: the thick of it right now. Yes. seriously it's so true
1: that's awesome
0: I'm glad I I caught you at this point it's so cool um okay hold on I have this I'm I'm gonna regret if I don't ask you this um what point did you go uh full-time with thrifted like did you give up other jobs or school or anything
1: yeah okay so that's an incredible question thank you um so Albie and I we've been doing thrifted full-time let's see what that is. I don't I should have remember that day because that was pretty cool we both went full-time we've been oh, doing yes. it for sure since 2020 okay <laughs> so yeah. I think like 20 like 20 November is 2019 so my last okay so I um was at UVU and I quit school full-time this is the first time me not going back and I I'm not, actually I'm not going to even dive into that because people will be like what. And actually, I will. So <laughs> I have oh, one more semester left to graduate to get my bachelor's, mm-hmm. and I I will eventually go back and get it. But just right now, I'm trying to figure out some more stuff with thrifted so I can have more time for my like last semester because it's a little bit more of a heavy workload. Yeah. But yeah, currently like um I did I didn't go back to school a semester. It's been weird while wow, everyone's been going back. So. So when COVID hit, I was still in school, which okay. was so hard, girl, like trying to do school and thrifthood yes. was, I, school suffered, thrifthood didn't, <laughs> school was no bueno, the grades yeah. were rough, but um, yeah, so th- that was my last semester at UVU, and then we just kind of dived in full, like all all in, wow. so it's been so fun, I'm I'm obsessed with what we do, and I like feel so lucky to hang out with everybody every day thank yes. you girl. Thank you and so how much.
0: place you have.
1: So we have a total of 5 employees. Wow. So there's myself and out so we have like 3 full-time and then the rest are part-time. But we're looking to eventually get another full-time here soon and then hopefully hire a little bit more people cuz we realized starting the website we might need more than what we have. So it, it's wild. Oh. Like I feel I feel weird that I can pay myself. But yes. then even beyond that, pay other people like it's wild. Like I'm like, what is my life? I feel weird, but that it's so is cool. Wild. It's like, so cool. So cool. I
0: love it. I'm um, okay. Um, what's a key? I know. I'm sure that life has been like crazy. What do you do to stay sane,
1: girl? I have to go to the gym. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Like I feel like that's my outlet because, mm-hmm. like I said too, like I grew up playing all sports and like I just love. I love the gym, and if I don't do that, I'm I go I I can tell like I'm unwell <laughs> like yeah. I need to head over there and like just get in there. But also too, like I love spending time with my friends and family more than anything. Mm-hmm. And I I, I might have mentioned this, but like Thrifted really has become that place like. Where if I'm literally having a bad day, I'm so excited to go into work because the people that walk in are just so cool. And it literally changes my mood a thousand percent. And so as weird as that is, sometimes to keep saying is just to go out and be with the customers and be what, not even customers. What I feel like it's like my friends and family.
0: Yeah. Just talking
1: with them is super good.
0: Amazing. Um. And if you could give people one tip for, like, living a happier life, what would you tell them?
1: Honestly, life is too short to worry about little things. And also, life is too short not to, like, try to go after your dreams and, like, take chances and be more of a risk taker because I wasn't. But without my business partner, I wouldn't have the best thing in my life. Mm -hmm. So to just, like, be courageous and don't sweat the little things obviously because we live in a world that is psycho as we all know but <laughs> you know what I mean but obviously like doing everything you can to be like that little part of goodness that you can give to everybody else but even just to yourself like be kind to yourself mm-hmm. be yourself's best friend if
0: if if anything else and I don't know no that's if that's advice. if that's good <laughs> mm-hmm. no that's seriously such good advice Literally, Kristen, I have to stop myself from asking you so many questions because this is just the coolest story. And what you guys are doing is like, it's like a legacy of Provo. Not even kidding. What you've created is like, it's just, we're so lucky that you guys are here. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, that's so nice. Get real. real. <laughs> like when we, like grow <laughs> up and like, I hope that people start writing like books of like, freaking legends in the area because there are a handful and you guys would definitely be in that like list
1: thank you so much because I can't even lie like sometimes to can be like say for instance this week super stressful I cried so many times this week so like having you say that is means like you will never understand how much it means but it means so much and like that's what like keeps me to keep moving forward And Uh, honestly, girl, you being able to tell people's stories and spotlight them get real. You're doing incredible, too. So, honestly, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Well, you're so welcome. And honestly, I am kind of weird where I get obsessed with people. And I (laughs) I especially love entrepreneurs. So, like, I just think you guys are so awesome. I would love to, like, do anything to help you guys. So, I'm really (laughs) excited to, like, tell your story and... I think this will also be good for people to know because I think, you know, we see your posts and, like, we see the perfection that it is Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And we don't see, like, all the blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. Mm -hmm. And I think this is just, like, a really good time to also tell you thank you because I know, like, so many people that love your business and, you know, they don't know. And so yeah you need this like extra like time to like for us just to say thank you
1: thank you i seriously mean so much also i'm gonna just throw this in there next time you come to thrift i got you we'll style uh. you up and it's <gasps> on the thrift oh, house so well, literally come in exactly we'll get something for you, you. <laughs> no 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 but, we'll get something we for you me, your husband and baby me. oh
0: girl gar- so got you <laughs> we got you seriously Kristen, we're like- we're best friends. I already know. No. Like, seriously, <laughs> anything you need, like I don't even know, but I'm gonna be in touch.
1: Girls, same. Let me know what you need, and I got you just the same. I am honestly so happy to do this with you. It's been so fun.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say before I um, end the episode?
1: Um, loved it. Exciting time, guys. Everyone, come to Thrifted. Can't wait to meet you and everyone listen to Vanessa's podcast because it's incredible
0: you're so sweet awesome okay well thank you so much everyone for listening this was Vanessa and Chris or Sissy with another way to live